0: Hello everybody, how are you? It's been a week. Today is July 17th, Monday. Slowing it down a little bit, going to pick it up next week with the Raiders going to camp. Um, they start The rookies go to camp on the 24th, the rest of the team gets there on the 28th, they start practice on Saturday 29th. So I'll do some shows next week and then we'll get rolling and it's the season guys, it's the season coming up. So um, it's been a week, not a ton to talk about, so um, it's just kind of slow. Um, we're going to do our rankings today, 6-10, to Offensive Heavy, Offensive Heavy tomorrow or the next show where we do 1-5 through five, and that will be next Monday. You know, I I did this because I was kind of running out of stuff and I wanted to take a little break and it's been a busy week. I went to uh, Tahoe on Tuesday and Wednesday. I live in Northern California. Um, if you get to Tahoe anytime, it's awesome. But get there for that American Century golf tournament. Really a cool thing. Um, I went Tuesday and Wednesday basically because it's kind of slower. The players are a little bit more relaxed. And I, I, I went there for NFL coverage. You know, I'm an NFL lead writer for FanRag Sports, and that's kind of what I was there for. Um, talked to Jerry Rice. He told me that he really thinks that the Raiders can make a big run in the AFC this year. Talked to Joe Theismann about quarterbacks, and talked asked him about Mr. Derek Carr, and he's a big fan. So th- you can read that coverage from last week on FanRag Sports. Um so I appreciate you guys listening. I talk a little bit of Seat Geek, our great partnership with Seat Geek is back. Appreciate them. We'll talk about them a little later in the show. Um hey, just thanks for being here. This is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the fastest growing podcast network on the internet. Um I've been covering the Raiders for nine years and more than eleven months now. We've been doing this particular podcast. And it's the only daily Raider podcast on the internet. It's your show. I ask you to send me Twitter questions, and I'll ask you that again, and ideas, and I want you to continue to do that as we get into the season. So I just appreciate this, you know, this partnership with us that you have, and I, you know, this is your show just as much as my show. If you think your company would be a good fit for a local ad on On Raiders, Got very reasonable rates, guys. Send me an email at billco95msn.com at msn.com and we can talk it out and appreciate it. Doesn't have to be Bay Area, guys. Raider Nation runs deep, and you guys are across the country, across the world. Check out Matt Williamson's Locked on the NFL. I do no relation to NFL podcast with Matt on the FanRag Sports Network on Tuesdays. He's terrific. Check out the NFL, Locked on the NFL Draft. Year-round stuff, really cool stuff. Subscribe to Lockdown Raiders on iTunes. Tell your family, tell your friends. Send me those Twitter questions at B Williamson the NFL. Today's comes from Naaman Jackson. He wants to know the you know the importance of the experience on the Raiders coaching staff. I, I think he means coaching experience, but the Raiders. I know last year. Were, had the most playing experience from there. There were several coaches with NFL playing experience, but I think he just means experience in general. And, yeah, I mean, the Raiders have a good staff. Staffs are incredibly important. is a big deal in the NFL. And, you know, Jack Del Rio's been a head coach for 10 years now. And... When you're head coach, you, you get a lot of assistance with experience, and that helps. Brad Seeley is a terrific special teams coach. Terrific. Mike Tice is a top notch offensive line coach. Um, you know, I, I can go on and on. So, yeah, it, it is important, and it is a good staff. So, uh, thank you for the questions. Send me your Twitter questions at B Williamson, NFL. When we were in the last week, the Raiders signed a few guys to get the roster up to 90. No big deal. A guy, Crockett, running back, played a little bit with the Packers in 2015. He's the only one of the three that has NFL experience. We'll see. I don't, let's just face it, maybe one of those guys makes the team. But after seeing these three names, it doesn't make me go, oh, man, I'm going to start my 65 rankings over the top Raiders. I I don't. But, no, you know, maybe one of these guys makes a team. It happens all the time. Thought this was really interesting. Last week, Forbes magazine came out with their annual sports team rankings, and look who's in the top fifty. They do top fifty. Raiders are in thirty fourth place. Not too long ago, they were the least uh, the least valuable NFL team in the league because mostly because of their their stadium situation and they un. We, we we didn't know their cloudy future as a franchise. Well now. They get the deal done for Vegas. They get the deal done for the new stadium in Vegas. And now they increase. Their Raiders value increase 47% from last year. Only the Rams are the only other sports teams whose value increased more. What does these two team in common? Don't tell me it's wins and losses. You know how much I love Derek Carr and, and, and Khalil Mack and how much I respect the Raiders' transformation on the field. But this is about dollar and cents, not wins and losses. Um, the Rams went four and twelve last year, and they increased. You know, I think it was fifty one percent. It's about stadium value and markets, and you know the Raiders are going to, to Vegas. I know it's a smaller market, but it's entertainment capital. They have a great new stadium, and that means you can get better facilities and this and that. And it's and I wrote that I wrote a column on FanRack Sports on Thursday. I believe it came out that hey. You know, it's cool for the Raiders that they're getting more valuable and better on the field, more valuable in the pocketbook, and better and and better on the field. At the same time, Um, this 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 franchise is going to be very good shape for years to come. Now, I had some people whose people are still pissed that they're leaving Oakland, and you write something and they get mad at you. And it's misdirected. Be mad at the NFL. Be mad at Mark Davis. Don't be mad at me because I'll push back at you and say, "Hey, I'm I feel sorry for you, but you're being mad at the wrong guy." So, knock it off. Um, but what if they were built in the Bay Area? It'd be even more valuable. But they weren't. It didn't happen. They. This is where they're going to get the stadium, and and now they're becoming more valuable. So, and this just helps the organization. And when I when this move was you know accepted by the league i tweeted out hey in the long run this is a good thing because there's stability and then a couple hours later reggie mckenzie said the same thing i think on nfl network hey look at it there's sadness about them leaving but there's now they know what their future is and they have a new home and it's gonna help the franchise and we're seeing it already with the value going up by the time they move to vegas in three years this thing may be worth $3 billion, you know? So, yeah. And, and and it may make you mad that Mark Davis is the guy who's benefiting, but it's his team. So I, I thought that was a really interesting deal. I wanted to talk about that. Um, there's a chain. The Carolina Panthers fired Dave Gettleman today. There's a lot of names out there as possible replacements. A name I haven't seen is... Reggie McKenzie's assistant, Joey Clinksdale. I'm not reporting that he is going to be a candidate, but, you know, he's on a good team and he, he has experiences with the Jets. One of these times I'd like to see Joey Clinksdale's name on the list. Again, I'm not reporting that he should is on the Panthers' list, but maybe he should be. Wanted to give my condolences to Reggie McKenzie and his twin brother Riley, who I I covered in Green Bay. I covered Riley on the field in Green Bay and Reggie in the front office in Green Bay about 18, 19 years ago. Jeez, um, their father Sam Junior, Sam McKenzie Junior, passed away at the age of 82. Condolences to the McKenzie family. You know, the rookies report in a week, guys, and Obi and Connolly haven't they haven't signed? It's, there's only a handful of rookies that haven't signed. Um, we know what's going on with Conley. Uh you know, sexual assault investigation. You know, we know why the Raiders are waiting. Um, this thing's been going on for like eleven weeks. It's supposed to go sixty-eight weeks. It's been quiet. I don't know what's going on there. Um, but you know, we're going to have to have some conclusion on this soon. Um, so, yeah, it's it, it's getting time to get these two guys signed. But it's also time to talk about my friends at SeatGeek. SeatGeek's really, really good. They're a tremendous company. And I'm really proud to be part, you know, partnership with them with the Locked On Network. Buying tickets to sports and concerts can be complicated, but there is a better, simpler way to buy with SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to get tickets to live events. With SeatGeek's seamless mobile experience, you can buy and sell tickets in just two taps. SeatGeek helps you find the best seats at the best prices. Fully guaranteed there's nothing quite like seeing your favorite sports team or musician in person and SeatGeek will get you closer to the action for a great value. I have the SeatGeek app on my phone and it's by far the easiest way I've found to shop for tickets. I can be anywhere and with just a few taps I can instantly find seats. I actually just used SeatGeek to buy tickets to a San Francisco Giant game and it was very very easy. SeatGeek is designed to make your ticket buying experience easier than ever. SeatGeek saves you time and money by searching multiple ticket sites to compare prices and find amazing deals. And to get you the most bang for your buck, SeatGeek grades every ticket based on value to help you immediately identify the best seats that fit your budget. Plus, every purchase is full and guaranteed, so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. Make SeatGeek your go-to app providing the best deals on every type of ticket, from sports to concerts to comedy and theater. Best of all, my listeners get $20 off their first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app And enter promo code LONFL today. That's promo code LONFL for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. And you're going to want to buy lots of tickets to these Oakland Raiders. Why? Because they're an exciting team to watch. And we're getting down to the final 10 of my rankings here. And the Raiders are a top-heavy team. I think there's a big difference from number 10 to number 11 on this team. Number 11 was David Emerson. Number 10 is no, no one other than probably, definitely the most popular and most anticipated newcomer on this team, and that's Mr. Marshawn Lynch. You may say, oh, he's a little low. I I don't think so, for a couple of reasons, because this is a good, top-heavy team, like I said. And, you know, there's some question marks on the field. He's 31. That's old for a running back. He hasn't played in two years. He was injured a lot the last year he played, most of the season. So there's no guarantees. I think he'll work well. I think he's a good fit for this offensive line, this offense. And, you know, I can't guarantee he's going to not miss games, but he'll make a positive impact. Number 10 is a pretty good spot because I don't think I would have had Latavius Murray who went to Minnesota as a free agent. He would have been the starter. They kept him. I don't think I would have him number 10. So this is an upgrade. Number 9, the only defensive player we're going to talk about today, Mr. Bruce Irvin is number nine. He made some plays last year. You know, people I talked to around the league and in Seattle is like, you know what? He's going to lead this really good defense, and I think we're going to see him be just a guy. And we've seen that around the league. But I think Irvin played pretty well last year. He wasn't a game changer. You know, I'd like to see. I'd rather see him not be the second best defensive player on the roster. I think I just gave away a little bit of a hint from what we're going to see next week. But it's obvious if you've been following these things, you know who've been on the list and who hasn't been on the list um, but he made some plays and and he wants to be a raider and he plays enthusiastically and he's a positive raider, and he's number nine four year thirty five million dollar deal last year. so far, so good. number eight on my list a guy named Michael Crabtree, the number two receiver um you know he's been a good raider. he's been there two years, they've paid him a lot of money last year. I think he's in twenty nine this year. Um Derek Carr and him have a good thing going. He he really helps out uh Cooper. I, I think last year I, I think the Raiders had the best one two punch at receiver. There was a couple other teams, Tampa Bay, New York Giants that may challenge them, but Crabtree, his challenge is just still stay at the top of his game. Um but I think he's a good player and he's number eight. Number seven, going to the left tackle, Mr. Donald Penn. Just a pro's pro. Just a tough guy. Just kind of a tough ombre type. Gave up one sack last year, and we know what happened on that sack. Derek was hurt for the season. I think that really really pisses Donald off. And, you know, I think he's really determined to have a good year this year. His contract's up. They drafted David Sharp. I think Mr. Donald Penn, who loves being a Raider, is motivated to have a good year to sign another deal and and, and hold off sharp. Um, And, you know, I just think he's a really good player. He's a really good fit, really big part of a good offensive line. Donald Penn, number seven, Raider. Number six, and the last one today, is a guy who just got very rich, a guy named Gabe Jackson. Raiders gave him a... I think five years, $56 million deal, third round pick in 2014, part of the great Mac car Gabe Jackson draft. If these guys win a few Super Bowls, maybe it becomes the, the best draft class in Raiders history. We did a show on that a while back. It's 1968 with Art Shell and, and Ken Stabler as Hall of Famers. But we'll see. Gabe Jackson's a rogue Raider, he plays nasty. He's just a smart, quiet kid, doesn't say boo, team guy. His teammates love him, and he's just tough, and he's probably a little underrated, and he's a really good football player, and he's number six. So next week we're going to do our top five. And like I said earlier, there's one defensive player on here, and there's four offensive players. And I think you may be surprised with the – placement i have i i think there's gonna be i think one and two is gonna surprise you maybe And, and three and four may surprise you a little bit so thanks for listening guys we will talk next monday have a great week training camp is getting closer and we're having a lot of fun this is bill williamson this is locked on the raiders podcast thanks for listening have a great week The list.